Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Watch Dogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. having fun with that uh, video that uh, the guys from Truman Elementary in Norman, Oklahoma posted last week on our Facebook page. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, it is hilarious. It's a takeoff on the Jerry Maguire uh, Show Me the Money uh, scene from the Jerry Maguire movie, and it is absolutely hilarious. We had uh, one of the guys that put that together joining us last week, and we had a a whole lot of fun with that. So uh, once again, check out our Facebook page. Hi, this is Keith Shoemaker. I am your host for Watch Dogs Radio, another weekly adventure into fatherhood and education in American schools. We're having a great time. Uh, I always mention the weather here, kind of getting a little bit chilly in Atlanta. Don't know how it is where you are, but I hope you're having a great, great time. Well, today our boss, Eric, is uh, not going to be able to join us. He's uh, he's a busy man, and uh, he is doing some work for our uh, our good friends back at the uh, National Center for Fathering Home Office in Kansas City, so he will not be able to join us. And then uh, Chris will be joining us here shortly from the home office, the Watchdogs Home Office in Springdale, Arkansas. We have had another great week. We have had a lot of really good interaction on our Facebook page. Uh, And, of course, the Facebook page and – sorry about that – and the – Blog Talk Radio, Watchdogs Radio, are set up for people who are already connected to Watchdogs, who want to learn about Watchdogs, who want to get a chance to um, take a look at the program, to hear from other people, to interact with other people in the Watchdogs program, and find out just exactly what we're doing. The uh, top of the uh, the pin post there was a video that was put together by our good friend David Rogers out in Wisconsin, and he has put together a uh, National Pizza Night opener video for um, that uh, you can actually use uh, in your pizza night. So uh, if you want to get a chance to take a look at that. Well, of course, this is rollback week. We do alter our schedule occasionally and have our uh, Watchdogs Radio post up on Monday occasionally. And we're actually going to be doing the same thing uh, next week. We're going to be on Monday as well. So we're having a double uh, 
uh, rollback week. So uh, keep that in mind. But we always want to make sure that people tune in on Tuesday. If for some reason we are rolled back, the the audio is there when they uh, tune in to Blog Talk Radio slash Watchdogs to see what we're doing. We want to have it up and running there. So, well, I see Chris has joined us. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, Keith. How are you doing? Oh, I am doing just spectacular. Having a great time. Uh, just watching all of these watchdog schools launching all over the country, new programs coming on, current programs doing their relaunch events. It's just a, it, it's a great time to be a watchdog, and I'm sure there at the home office you're, uh, you're certainly hearing a lot of that on the phone and the email and the fax machine and all that kind of stuff. Oh, we are. You know, and it, it definitely helps when you're uh... – Helps your weekend when your college team wins, but uh, oh, makes it more enjoyable. But yes, we are we are super busy here, uh, getting a lot of uh, phone calls from schools and emails uh, to get on our conference call. And then after they hear uh, Eric's training, uh, they're excited and, and they're ready to, to buy that startup kit and, and bring watchdogs to their school. Well, and of course, you mentioned the training, and it's interesting because a lot of the comments that we see on the Facebook page, we're hearing some great stuff, or, or actually reading some great stuff, if you want to be completely technical. But uh, but most of the questions that are coming up always seem to turn back to that Watchdog 7 Steps to Success training. And I'm sure a lot of the phone calls that you get in Springdale um, you get a lot of chance to turn people uh, turn people back to that training to get that refresher and that reminder. Oh, certainly. I mean, that, that's probably the one thing that uh, I tell people the most. Hey, it, you know, I appreciate spending time with you, but if you go uh, to our website and click on uh, sign up, the, the nice hot link we made now, and then hit training conference call, fill out that those you know eleven closed questions, getting the particulars about your school and sign up for a call, that will answer just about all your questions. And then if you have any questions after the conference call, myself or Gloria, uh, we are always eager and, and glad to answer those questions for you. So, yeah, that's uh, one thing we hear quite a bit. People that do have that are that are, are eager to find out, once they get on that call, it pretty much answers their questions. Right. Now, I, I had a... Uh... There, there's actually a discussion going on there right now uh, in reference to a school where, you know, a gentleman's asking some questions and, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, they think it's a it, it's an expense. They're thinking, um, you know, all of these different things. And once again, if they go back to the training, they would know that it's not a, uh, a regular expense. Um, the only expense really for a school to remain in the program is just to keep those launch events going, and oh, um, you are correct, right? So, so those are just some things. And like I always say at the at the at my closing byline at the end of the show is always, the schools that don't have the Watchdog program are the ones that don't know enough about us. So if they, you know, if they were were well aware of what we have to offer, what we love to put out there, what we love to to uh, promote to these people and to give give to them. Um, you know, we're a great resource if they, you know, if they want the program. Oh, we, we definitely are. And, uh, you know, when they find out that, hey, our, our startup kit is, is, you know, 350 plus shipping and handling, you know, most schools just, they don't bat an eye. They, because when they get it, they go, hey, what is missing in our school is a lack of 
the lack of positive male, you know, role models. And if we can get, you know, 35 guys, 40, or hey, if we can get the 85 guys that they're just averaging, you know, that is well worth the investment uh, mm-hmm. uh, for getting that startup kit. Exactly. And uh, and that's that's the thing is, uh, the, the biggest thing is if you have a question, if you have a concern, if you have, you know, something that, that you just can't figure out about the Watchdogs program or getting guys involved in the school or increasing your PTA membership, give us a call, 888-540-DOGS. That's 888-540-3647. Well, Chris, I do have a friend on the line, and, and I, I want to also throw out to anybody that's listening live, if, uh, if you are an active watchdog school and you would like to uh, get a, a current 2013-2014 uh, watchdogs startup kit, Give us a call right now at 215-383-3728. That's 215-383-3728. And the first active watchdog school that has not already had their, uh, has not already gotten their renewal kit, um, could receive a free watchdogs renewal kit. So uh, pick up the phone, give us a call. Well, I have had the fortunate uh, pleasure over the last couple of years to make a friend that I have had the opportunity to meet at a couple of conferences and uh we met at the uh, new england fathering conference up in portland maine about two years ago uh, my good friend uh, lamar darnell shields and some of the great i've been following some of the work that he's been doing he's been following the work i've been doing um and we've had a, a couple of chances to work together but uh but i want to say first of all uh welcome to watchdogs radio and uh and just kind of for the anybody that doesn't know you Give us a little background on where you're coming from, my friend. Wow. How are you, man? Well, thank you for uh, allowing me on your airwaves. And, and first of all, thank you for both you guys doing this awesome work, you know, at a time where fathers don't get a whole lot of uh, – we don't get a whole lot of, of positive energy. Uh, you know, moms are overshadowing because moms are doing some great work, of course, and they've been doing it for a very long time. But dads are doing some awesome work. So I'm glad that you are providing dads with services and, and training and also, you know, having a presence in the school. Um, I am an international um, speaker, speaking all over the country, former uh, high school teacher turned radio TV personality slash author, and taught at the third oldest high school in the country here in Baltimore, and then went on to Johns Hopkins uh, to teach in the School of Education, where I currently run a Saturday school for boys named after the great scholar and thespian Paul Robeson, where our young men meet. And the goal is to increase the number of African-American and Latino boys going to college. It's the only mm-hmm. school of its kind on Johns Hopkins campus. And ironically enough, one of the requirements for the young men to attend our Saturday school, and this is a historic year for us because these young, the young men that are graduating, well, next year, next school year, 2014, we've had these young men since they were in the sixth grade. And the only requirement for a young man to attend our school is we have what we call the Praise Parent Academy, where the parents are required. It's not up for a debate, up for a discussion. It's not up for bribery outside in the parking lot with some money or some extra food (laughs) or some gas money. Uh, The parents are required to attend mandatory uh, parent uh, sessions, uh, which is a part of our Parent Academy. So they meet. uh, We meet with them once a month for two and a half hours, very intense work. Uh, about, you know, being the best dad and the best mom they can be uh, for themselves and also for their children. 
And so I'm right in line with what you guys are doing. I'm constantly bragging about the work that you guys are doing as I begin to lead an, an initiative here locally in Anne Arundel County Public Schools. Uh, Brand-new products coming you know, out. I have you know, new books out for parents and also for teens, and a new children's book out coming out called uh, Miguel's Amazing Book Adventure about a little boy. Ironically enough, it's about a little boy wanting to read, and when we look at the research, uh, boys don't read because they don't see their fathers reading. And when they see their mothers reading, mm. they don't like the books that their moms are reading. So I wrote a book called Miguel's Amazing Book Adventure about a Latino boy who who was in, that, in his house. Like many of us, it's raining outside. Mom, we can't go outside. Of course, he doesn't have. So we're talking old school. There's no video games. There's no TV in his room. You know, you know when you send a kid to his room nowadays, they get excited because they got oh, everything yeah. they need in there. <laughs> And so Miguel is sitting in his room, and a book falls off his shelf. And as he opens the book, he discovers all of these amazing boys from all different cultural races, backgrounds, body shape, sizes, and everything. And he discovers that these boys have some of the same issues that he has. And so it's, it's, my goal is to increase the numbers of boys being excited about reading. So uh, I'm right in line with what you guys are doing. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, well, I'd like to be in line to get a copy of that. Maybe, uh, maybe touch base with you and get an autographed copy at some point. I think that's uh, that's amazing, and it certainly, uh, you know, with uh, my wife being a uh, literacy, she doesn't like the term expert, but she was a literacy coach, and now she's back to being a first grade teacher. And mm-hmm. and to her, reading is just so important. And and to see some of the work that she has been able to do with some of the the young people she's been able to work with, it's easy to understand, you know, your passion. And certainly that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, a young boy, if they don't see their father reading and if they don't uh, like what it is that they see their mother reading, yeah, certainly they're they're not going to feel like that's their thing to do. And, of course, the, you know, the peer groups uh, may not be pushing that as much. So that is, a, that is awesome that if we can get that message out there that, uh, you know, and that's one of the things that we really try to promote to fathers in the watchdogs program and and every time i do a launch event or i talk to a group of fathers i say you know it's very important to read to or be read to every night and yeah. uh and, and it just and it's, it's, it's so, important it is i mean it's one of the that's one of the things you know you know even depending on what side of the political fence that you're on that's one thing that i love to hear that president obama michelle obama says that reading 20 to 30 minutes to your son and or daughter makes a world of difference. I created this tour called Boys Read 2. And Boys Read 2 is a tour that's traveling across the country, mainly for elementary to middle school kids. And the goal is is to bring out on an, on an, on an evening, nothing but boys, fill the house up with boys. I do an event with the, with the moms and the dads. I talk about some of the strategies used to engage your son in reading. And then while I'm talking to the moms and the dads or the grandparents, whoever the caretakers are, the boys are being read to by men, either men who've written books and mm-hmm. or men who pulled out their favorite books. And to see these men come out and talk about a book that they've actually loved as a kid and to bring that book to life really excites them. And it's not and it's not a sports book, which is good to read. It's not a fantasy book, which is a great to read. But it can be just great stories of drama of people you know, triumphing over certain things. Another reason that boys don't read, not just because men don't read to them or they don't see they don't see men reading, is we don't allow them to read books in the fantasy world or get excited about certain things. And I say 
boys do read anytime you see the Harry Potter book. And that Harry mm-hmm. Potter book is thicker than the Quran and the Bible put together. <laughs> so our boys do read. Let's let them read something that they like. So any dad that's listening to them, listening to our voices and listening to me, please take 20 to 30 minutes to allow your son to read to you, your daughter to read to you, and then you also take time to read to them because literacy, that is the new, I say, the new civil rights fight for all people. When our children know how to read, they're able to articulate better, they feel more comfortable, they feel more comfortable about themselves, and then they also like to talk about the things that actually excite them. So the reading piece is a really, really exciting thing, and that's why I wrote the book, Miguel's Amazing Book and Then I also want to show kids all over the country. I have a kid in there who's wearing braces, a kid that has a peanut allergy, a kid that's missing an arm, a kid that's in a wheelchair, but it's all boys so they get a chance to see themselves in other lights, someone positive. Wow. Wow, that that that's impressive. I'm uh I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Now do you where are you in the process of that? Is it is it published? So or the book is, is the book is done. It is it is on its way. It should be here in November, the first of November. Those copies are gonna be delivered. I just wrapped it up today. Really, really took my time uh because I really want to inspire men to read to these children. In particular, you know, no disrespect to girls. But it's something about a man's voice getting excited about, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, a story that he enjoys and maybe getting dressed up in the character. When, when I was teaching Spanish and I taught Spanish here in Baltimore, man, I would dress up the part. I mean, I would, and I was teaching high school. I would come wow. in dressed like a character. You know, I would talk with puppets on my hand. And the kids thought, you know, first of all, I was a cool. They, they knew I was cool. They not, then they thought they might have thought that I was a little strange because I had these <laughs> puppets on my hand. But I had young men and women having conversations with these puppets, getting them excited, and they remembered those stories. They remember how I bring how I brought things to life based on how I knew they would get excited. And because I had boring teachers throughout my life, I had some good ones, but I had a whole lot of boring teachers. And I knew what I needed to ex- to be excited and an excitable learner. And I wanted to sort of transfer that over. So the book will be out in November. But, again, even without the books, just there's, there's tons of books out there that get young people excited, um, and especially to my urban dads. I know we talk about, you know, you know we, don't, we don't do a lot about our urban dads because, you know, urban dads have a whole different struggle that they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. A lot of programs aren't sitting around urban fathers. You know, research shows that many of our fatherless urban children face higher risk than other kids in other areas. So to oh, the urban dads that are, that are listening, we know that you're we know that you're struggling with a whole bunch of other issues. But one of those things is what you can do, even if you have don't have the money or the resources, taking your son to the library, taking your daughter mm. to the library, getting him or her excited about reading, even when you don't have the financial resources. And you know we're in a world where you and I are in this world where we don't get paid a lot of money. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, we get asked to speak. Those checks don't come in all the time. They don't clear fast enough. And our kids don't understand what that means. So we mm-hmm. still have to be a dad. And one of the things that I've been successful with doing with my children, I find the free places to take them. That's the beautiful part about living in the city. I can take them to the library mm-hmm. and get them excited about reading or getting on the computer or watching a film. That There's so many things that you can do that don't require spending money in particular in an urban environment, taking them to the park, having conversations uh, about things that you actually see. You know, walking my, my six-year-old son to school, walking down the street 
is is a whole a whole story within itself. He's he's excited <laughs> about the noise and the sound, and he's pointing out certain things, having conversations on the basketball court or the baseball field, or breaking down statistics about sports figures. Those things don't cost a dime. Right. Uh, so You're I right, know, Lamar. You're in the world still we right. live in, yeah. In a world we live in where it says you're not a man unless you're making money, well, the reality is we're not making the money that we should be making. So we have to come up with creative strategies to supplement and complement those things that we don't have. And my kids, they know I can be super creative. It has nothing to do with an educational degree or anything. It's just being innovative and wanting the best for your child. Sure, and so many things don't cost money. Hey, Hey, Keith? Yes, how long have we been doing this uh, blog talk radio, you and I, together, this ballpark? Well, I tell yes. you, we, we really started in earnest at the first of the year, uh, starting in January. Okay. Okay. Well, well, well we're going to ask Lamar, we, uh, as Keith just said, we've been doing this since about January. And honestly, I have to tell you, this has probably been the most uh, enjoyable uh, blog talk radio for me, having Thanks. you on and, and hearing you say this. And... Uh, I don't know if you've seen the the Ron Clark, the Ron Clark story. Oh or, yeah, I met Ron. Yes, mm-hmm. or strange. here comes the boom. The 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 show with uh, I forget the guy's name, but uh, anyhow, we have them both DVR'd and, and kept on our Direct TV. And I got a ninth grader and an eighth grade son, and then a fourth grade daughter, and, and they love that just because how Ron Clark, you know, taught his students and how. Towards the end of here comes the boom. Here's this high school teacher, you know, getting up on the desk teaching biology and how and how cells stimulate each other. And they just love to have that interaction and to have those teachers. Some teachers that, like you mentioned, really go to the classroom and take it that step further. And uh, I've been uh, I took a literacy class uh, to teach uh, middle school students, but I, I took this class and. When I read to my kids, sometimes I'll read a chapter or two, then ask them, "Hey boys, or hey, 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 sis, what do you think is going to happen? You know, yeah. what's your guess? What's going to happen in this next chapter or at the end of the story? What's going to happen to the main character?" And uh, I just love to hear what you're doing in, in this conversation. I've really been intrigued and uh, uh, mm-hmm. excited to hear your so far where we are today, right now, on this. Uh, on, on air with Keith and you. Yeah, well, I, you know, course. and you, you, you've done some things. I, I think asking those questions, leading in those questions and having them sort of that didactic reasoning, you know, I think that that's the best way for kids to learn. And and mm-hmm. I think many teachers, some pe- teachers do it great, some teachers don't. But, again, allowing them to create the story and even say, how do you think it's going to end? Or how does this compare to you? Or do you know a kid like this? Or, Have you ever felt that way before? And quite often, we don't ask them those questions enough. Mm-hmm. And, and as long as the story is reflective of who they are, especially with boys, boys connect with you based on relationships. And, mm-hmm. and how could you develop that relationship with me? And so stories is all, I mean, think about it. Aesop's fables, you know, these stories have always been the benchmarks of society and using those stories, even biblically, you know, for those folks that, that go to church. You know, Jesus told, you know, he talked about parables. Those type of things, those stories have always lasted for a long period of time. And kids of the Griots in Africa and all these other countries, stories are really, really great. But I think that we've lost that. I think we've lost that edge because we've gotten so busy and we've gotten so caught up on what fatherhood 
and what manhood is. And there's a book, I don't know if you guys read the book called Doing the Best I Can, Fatherhood in the Inner City, where this husband and wife went out and they interviewed dads in the inner city. And, and the amazing things, they found some amazing things that they didn't know about these dads that lived in these, these, these urban environments, the things that they did to become the best father that they actually could be. And they were using mm-hmm. very unique strategies to do these. And these are the things that I had to teach myself. My dad wasn't involved in my life, you know, growing up in Chicago. And so, but I had to sort of create this image in my mind of what it actually looks like. And, and many of the young people I come across, they don't have those fathers either. So I try to create that image for them as well right. without demeaning the absence of their father. But saying right. to you, there are so many other fathers who've touched you that, that might not have been your biological dad. Mm-hmm. Well, bring, of course, bringing this back around to you know our program, we hear so many stories about dads that come into the classroom that have really not set foot into a school building since they were in school themselves. And they get a chance to come back, sit down in the classroom, and read to the class. And and there's so many cases where we've heard where the guy was just so enthralled with, with the way the kids reacted to him and to the man's voice and to how uh, how they uh, they listened to him, paid different attention to him. That you know we've had guys that come back on a regular basis just because they wanted to be that mystery reader. You know, even if you can't can't come and, and spend, which is hard to imagine, but I can't imagine somebody that couldn't spend one whole school day a year. But even if you can't come back for a whole school day a year, you know, just to come in in the morning to be a mystery reader, to just be that role model, to let the kids hear uh, hear a man's voice reading, hear an excitement about reading, hear a, a, a appreciation for the literature. It's just there, there's so many times that we hear how powerful that is for, for individuals as they come in and how powerful it is for the teacher to be able to step back out of their normal day-to-day role and watch this happen within their classroom. It's just magic. As a matter of fact, that's what uh, Laura Bay, the uh, president-elect of National PTA, said, that, that in her classroom it's a magic when a man is in the classroom. So, right, right. So, to take it one step further, to kind of you know pull in what you and uh, Lamar both said, I mean we've seen many times where a dad said, you know what, uh, my wife signed me up and I only came because my wife signed me up and my kid was begging, mm-hmm. but hey, uh, you know, uh, three kids asked if I could you know take them home or if I could mm-hmm. be their dad, mm-hmm. and you know and it was usually during story time or during a read aloud or during reading with the proficient kids or maybe the advanced kids or whoever, where these dads were like, wow, I I really had, you know, I had no clue I would make that much of a difference to these kids just by showing up. Sure. It's interesting. My, my, uh, we were driving in the car one day and I, and I thought, and you can run with this story almost in any direction. My daughter, uh, my son was sleeping. And he's the youngest of three. I have little kids, 11, 9, and, and 6. And he just he he wouldn't wake up. He's just not, you know, that car sleep. is It's nothing like car sleep, man. It's amazing. <laughs> and, but, and, but I'm at the age now lifting these kids up. I don't have it in me anymore. And so he, he just wouldn't wake up. And my daughter said something I thought was so prophetic. And she, they called me Baba, which means father in Kiswahili. And she says, Baba, he won't, because she was trying to wake him up. And she said, he won't wake up unless he hears your voice. And I thought that that was so profound that she said, mm-hmm. I'm asking him to wake up, but he won't wake up unless he hears your voice. And it's something about 
that man's voice. What I love about you guys, when I first came in contact with you, Keith, even before I knew you, I saw I was in a in, in some school district and I saw the yellow, you know, the yellow jackets and things like mm-hmm. that. And I said, it's something about a men in the hallway, or men in the classroom, or or men just walking, just just walking outside where young people just want to shape up and they just want to walk straight and. And it's, but it's almost foreign to them too because they they see men and they're like wow this is this is new to me, but it's mm-hmm. like you know when 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 boys are around men they want to do their best, they mm-hmm. want to do their best, mm-hmm. and I think just the you know like my mentor Congressman Elijah Cummings said when his father didn't you know Cummings is about sixty sixty years old and he said when he was growing up uh, in, in 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 South Carolina his dad you know this year they didn't have the money for a Christmas tree. And all of that, he said, he just father just came home and his face was just sunken and sullen and just not feeling good. And, and you know, as a kid, you don't understand that. You just want gifts mm-hmm. and gifts. And he said, he was asking his dad, you know, how was Christmas going to be and were we going to get this? He said his dad held up his hand, his head and looked at his son, Elijah Cummings, and said to me, son, my presence is presence enough. And that mm-hmm. always resonated me when I hear him say that story, just my presence is enough because there are a whole bunch of boys that don't have that. So to those yes. fathers that are listening who who need to stand in the gap for those other boys and girls, your presence is present enough. So to those watchdog fathers who are volunteering and who get who just are almost tired because, you know, just the weight of the world is on their shoulders with their own kids and, and the other things, your presence is present enough. And to those other school districts who are thinking about or on the fence trying to figure out should watchdogs should come into the building you know, just the presence of a man says a whole lot and allowing us to come into these buildings because we know what it means. And so I right. want you to, well, I well, want Lamar, to encourage I hate you to, to cut you off here, but we are out of time. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us. Folks, join us next week on Monday at Thanks, 1230 Lamar. Central Time Thank for you. Watch Dogs Radio. Remember, the only schools that don't have us are the ones that don't know enough about us. See you next week. Check us out on Facebook. Thank you. Bye.